Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple of goalies that taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. And this is just kind of a quick drop episode, Steve. We are recording this today on 28 February, and as we're recording, you just said somebody else got traded. Uh, yeah, so Pooley is on his way over to the Canes. And this is significant because Edmonton needs defense. They desperately need defense. And, um, you know, there's the name. So he got traded for Patrick Pistola? Yep. And, you know, the rumors are, you know, that Edmonton wants to go after, oh, he's the defenseman off of the Nashville Predators. Um, Can't think of his name right now, but he's the number one target. Second one is. um, Are we talking about Yossi? No, no, not Yossi. Um, here, let me put the Nashville Predators roster here. I had, like, the problem is when you have these articles up, right? Jeanette? No. No, Jeanette was already, already gone. Like, they yeah, way, way over-traded for Jeanette. Like, that one was. <laughs> oh, my God, right? But You're so, right, what, they did. what it's saying to me yeah. is they know they want to sign him long-term, and he's, yep. and he's exactly what they wanted. So, they were willing to just push to get him. And here's the truth right now. Like we're in such And they're a, smart with that stuff. They are so smart with that stuff, Tampa is. Yeah, so but that's it, right? Tampa just is Tampa with this, right? The the tax breaks are helping, um, no doubt. And Arizona's gonna be in that boat because they just I think Arizona now changed their state tax to the lowest in the country. So that'll help when they rebuild. But you know, going back to you know this like they made that move because they know they're going to be up against the leaves and how are you going to beat them and it's by being physical um back to the o'reilly move again you know, i talked I, I alluded to this at the beginning of another podcast i had talked to a buddy back home who's a leaves fan but he's a pretty level-headed leaves fan that you listeners will hear on thursday yeah and you know he you know he he, he gets it too like the leaves are always in that bizarre you know, rebuild and then they get themselves in a good position. And it's like, I get it. You have to go for it and compete. They just underperformed in a couple of playoffs, you know, and this year with Austin Matthews going into his last season next year, they're going all all in, but they're going all in against teams that are just the, the East is just so damn good. So I looked at this going like, yeah, they're kind of painted themselves in the ultimate corner. Um, yeah. Because if they don't advance to the first, I don't see Matthews re-signing with the Leafs. I don't see it happening because he's going to want as close to the league maximum as he can get, and they can't afford that. And right now, like, <coughs> pardon me, don't get me wrong. Would I have loved O'Reilly on the Habs? Well, apparently they were in on him trying to get him, but it didn't happen. Um, they could sign him in the offseason, which would be brilliant. But, um, but. I get that you don't want to pass up on a player like Ryan O'Reilly. I totally get that. They did not address their needs in goal and also on the blue line. The blue Which is what we they... talked about last, uh, I guess, a couple episodes ago. Uh, but, I don't know. Last week. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but they then, just they, – O'Reilly's yeah. a great addition. He is, but they didn't need goal scoring. They needed defense and goaltending. Yeah, and now this is the interesting thing is they did go ahead and make a trade with the Chicago Blackhawks yesterday. So, and that was for a defender, right? So they went and got themselves Jake McCabe. 
and then Sam Lafferty uh, as a center. Now, this is the bizarre thing with the Leafs. Like, their bottom six, they've got so many bottom six guys. So, yeah. Um, and here's the thing is, <clears throat> trade value-wise, right? Because you're looking at this team in the future. Like, how – and they've given up so many darn draft picks. Like, there's another, another number one gone. And the funny part to me is, you know, one Leaf fan saying – well, what does it matter? It's a number 26 in the first, you know, first round anyway. Like, it's still a first round pick. You don't have any. You don't have much coming down your pipeline unless you really, really luck out and get somebody in the fourth and fifth rounds that are going to pan out to be something amazing. And even the first round is not a guarantee that you're going to have, you know, a generational player or a great talent that's going to improve your roster. But you have nothing right now. Your next issue is who's your best trade bait on the team? Nobody was going to want to take on the Morgan Riley contract unless you retain money because it's too long and too much money. Yeah. Nylander, right? Great talent for scoring goals, but the guy will not go into the corners hard to save his life. And why have the Leafs been losing? Because of that grit. So, yeah, great job picking up O'Reilly who will do that, right? He will go hard into those corners. But you don't have enough of it, right? Um, so, like, the plan against them is just easy. Like, Boston getting Orlov? Oh, God. Like, a big physical <laughs> oh, know, team, right? man. Like, that's what the uh, Leafs need to do, right? Yeah. Hathaway exactly. in there as well. Like, like, I looked at that trade and just went, oh, Boston just got scarier. There was a goal last night. Orlov <laughs> to Hathaway. Hathaway tips the puck on over and there's a puck in the net. So they're keeping Orloff and Hathaway together because they they played together and there's already instant chemistry. And I watched that going. It was against the, you know, the Oilers. It was an entertaining game. It was three to two. But man, um, I, right away, I was like, that could be your Stanley Cup finals this year if Edmonton is able to secure their defender, their, their defenseman. Right. And it yeah. looks like they're going to go ahead and do that. So McDavid got goal number 50 last night. <laughs> so um, it's unbelievable. So I, I think a team in the East is going to win it because they're just too powerful. The only way it doesn't happen is that they're, they just wear themselves out, right, against really good competition. Because, man, I think even the NHL, like everybody that's predicting it, you know, seven of the, the, the top teams are all coming out of the East. So the Rangers are still loading up. There looks like they're going to get Patrick Kane possibly, right? So they're loading on up. And I honestly just think there's nobody that's going to touch the Bruins unless – you know, the Carolina Hurricanes all of a sudden just do something here to pull one more player and that's going to make a difference because they're scary. And there's not a lot of talk about the Canes, but they're scary. They got two healthy goalies, you know. Um, man, it's just it's just going to be crazy. So I'm interested to see the last final, you know, ticks of trades that happen. Uh, Montreal picked up, a you know, a veteran center. And it's all just about injury depth. I'm like, how is this a trade coming? But even more interesting, Gary Bettman finally did this. And this is something we've been complaining about for a long time. He just said that the NHL now is going to really scrutinize trades that involve injured players. So that when this injured player comes on over, the team picking them up doesn't keep them on injured reserves to the playoffs because they can immediately put them on injured reserve, keep them there, and still improve the roster. So, NHL. This is so easy, it's not even funny, because I'm watching people, you know, debate about this. It's not. You keep the cap for the playoffs. But the it's way easy, you, yeah. But the way you it's do totally it is simple. It, it is easy. And, like, and like, there's some goofball 
that threw on out, and I was going light on goofball. Well, how would they determine like a salary cap? There's 82 games in the regular season. Uh, it's not hard, dude. <laughs> it's really not hard. It's that, that simple math that they could figure it out on. That's not their big issue, right? The issue is just this. You ice a team that's cap compliant. So, yeah, roster-wise, you can be over the cap. It's fine because injuries are going to happen, right? And there's some legit ones. Like right now, um, Landeskog's out. And, like, I saw a video of him skating, you know, and he's just doing basic strides right now, like nothing crazy because of his knee. Yeah, he's he should be good to go, you know, come, you know, playoff time. But he's not good to go right now. He's not. So that's a legit one right there where you're like, yeah, they need to bring somebody in to, to sort of help out with that. And, yeah, they're going to be over the cap. But, again, that team's been handicapped the entire year without them. It's shown. Like, everybody's like, why are they struggling so bad? Well, they're missing their captain. And they just came off a deep playoff run. All those things add up, right? And the yeah. goaltending change, too. Uh, their goalies are finally, I think, found their rhythm with the team, and they're starting to get in sync now, right? They've been on a roll, the Avalanche, as of late. But, yeah, um, the East is just scary. And what's so interesting about the NHL is 10 years ago, the West looked just dominant, and the East just looked, you know, just dwindling, right? Like they didn't have much of a chance. There was one or two teams that were doing well, like the Penguins, the Capitals. Um, you know, those are the ones that really stand out. The Bruins have always been in the mix. You know, they had their years where they looked, you know, like they could dominate and other years where they just looked okay. This year, they're just looking unreal. And uh, speaking about that, did you see the Tendy goal, buddy? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Allmark? Yeah. Yeah. Talk, that was, talk about uh, the mistake how have we mis- not messaged each other about that yet? <laughs> well, because it happened and there was just so much else going on, right? But of all the things you do to a great big goaltender is throw the puck right down the middle at him and nobody's rushing in with that much speed. When I saw the play happen, I'm like, oh, God, he had an eternity to glove that puck down, put it down and rip the shot. Like (laughs) that puck, by the time the team got in on him, you know, it was way too late. Like the puck was going up over their heads as they were hitting the top of the circles. I was like, well, somebody didn't think that went all the way out. (laughs) <laughs> right so also loved him leading the goal scoring line like a true goal scorer <laughs> yeah yeah and again it's hard for me as a Habs fan to talk praise about the Bruins but they got a good roster they've got good team chemistry you know players taking a little bit less money to stay competitive so that's just what I'm looking at the NHL right now like like look at the Leafs right could the Leafs be an absolute dynasty well, with the talent they had they could have but they gave out too many high contracts. Like, yep. so that's where you go to them and say, okay, look, like Neander, when he held out, right, he was asking for more money than other players at the time. And Leafs fans hated him, right? They wanted him traded. He was a trader, and I get it, right? But now his contract looks pretty sweet. But, well, there's the other big difference, too. Like, that's one thing that Boston, which, again, is <laughs> as a Sabres fan, I really hate Boston, too. So I think most of us listening hate Boston. I'm not going to lie, unless you're from Boston and nobody likes you anyway. But I tell you, they know how to build a team and they date nobody. Nobody's above the team. Look at their history of trading away stars that people are like, no, they're not going to trade away Joe Thornton. They trade away Joe Thornton. They're not going to trade away what's his name that went to Dallas. Slip in my mind. Sagan, 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 uh, Tyler Sagan. They're not going to trade away Tyler Sagan. Boom, off he goes. You're not bigger than the team in Boston. I think that's maybe the difference you see in Toronto is there's players that are bigger than the team. 
and it shows because that's why they don't win cups anymore. Well, they haven't won a cup since either of us have been alive. Bergeron know. comes back on a sweetheart deal, and also Pasternak was pissed because the way they traded Krejci, right? So Krejci comes back, Bergeron, Bergeron takes less money, you know, because he's he's still worth six or seven million. He's a great player still, and he takes that because he wants to give his team a good shot at, at winning a cup. And then Boston's figure out the goaltending tandem. They're, that's a tandem that actually those two goalies seem to really love each other. Like, legit, they got each other's backs. And they just said, nope, both our goaltenders are off the table. We will not trade either of them. So they found a good winning combination, right? Where, and Which that's, is so rare. But it's but the thing is, you need it. Like So when, like, when Jake Allen came in with Carey Price, right? You know, Jake Allen's not a starter, but he's a hell of a backup. But him and Price just got it. Like there was no there was no major competition there whatsoever, right? Like Allen knew his role, came in, and then sometimes, you know, what they would give if Allen had a really good game, they would, you know, sometimes give him the extra game, right? And Price had his injury issues too, which also played into that a bit. But it's good when you in in the NHL now you can't just have a weak backup goalie because it's not it's it's not going to work. So. Boston's built a really great team, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, is doing the same thing. Iserman laid the foundation there and they just keep adding to it. Right. And keeping, uh, you know, keeping the talent there. Like they're not ready to be blown up yet. Uh, kudos to the Capitals organization that take a look at it when they were losing Ovi for a week and went, we're selling. We're not going to catch these guys. We're not going to be competitive in the playoffs. So why chase it just to make the playoffs? Right. They were not going to beat anybody this year. Uh, it wasn't going to happen because it's just too stacked. So smart. Start getting your picks. Start start your rebuild, right? And there's a bunch of teams that are up against that. But that's where I look at the Leafs again because it's a fascinating topic for me because I went, if they had done these moves, were able to do these moves last year, and I know it's sort of a moot point because O'Reilly wouldn't have been available, right? But if they added O'Reilly and then McCabe last year, I still think they do better. I don't think they're beating the Avalanche last year because the Avalanche was just ripping it on up, right? You have to give your team a shot to win. And that's how Dubas is just saying is like, look, you know, we've had a good team for so many years. They've been competitive. They've been fun. But we haven't given them a shot to win. So now this year we're going out to give them a shot to win. Um, It's, you know, again, criticizing the not going for a defender. Well, maybe they were trying to get one of these guys and either a team wouldn't do them the favor or the asking price from other teams was just better, right? So, and then we're talking about the simplicity of trades. Like somebody's like, okay, you know, we'll just trade off Kerfoot. Nobody's giving you anything for Kerfoot at this point. You know, it's 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 the opposite now. Is that when you want to clear the space and get rid of that player during the season, you have to give up something, right? Yep. You have to give up something to do that, right? So they would have to give up another asset, which they don't want to give up. Your best trading piece at this point, and Rational Leaf fans will agree with me, is Austin Matthews. If you need to rebuild, he's the guy that's going to fetch you the most. And it sounds insane. Why would you trade a generational player? Now, for everybody out there that's going to jump on the Leafs and me for saying that, um, he's probably got one of the best natural releases in the NHL. Far down. Like, his wrist shot is just unbelievable. It's on his stick and off so quick. And it's accurate. And that's that's a hard thing to find, right? Yeah. So um, do I question his physical play and that type of stuff at times? Yeah, absolutely I do. But would I kill to have him on my team? Damn right. 
Do I think he's going to sign with the Arizona Coyotes? Oh, hell yeah. I think it's happening. Um, or else he already would have committed, right? And they can go after him. The Leafs can offer him their maximum. But tax savings-wise, Arizona's going to save him more money. He'll make more money with that $15 million a year deal in Arizona. He can stay in his place in Scottsdale. He could go golfing during the season, right? Which is a nice draw. Um, so... It's just Arizona weather. Like, I'm living it right now, dude. It's beautiful outside. So the Leafs' best course of action, if they do not go deep this year in the playoffs, which do they have the possibility to get out of the first round? <laughs> that Tampa series is going to be really tight, really tight. And I'm still giving Tampa the edge because they got Vasilevsky in net. Samsonov is nowhere near in the class of Vasilevsky. Now, Samsonov, prove me wrong because I love it when attendee will do that. Please prove me wrong. Go out there and do what you need to do, right? Yeah. Um, but I just don't see it, you know. And they're the the Tampa Bay, like Janot, he's physical, right? They've got Paul, who's physical. They've got some big bodies on that team, and their goal is going to be to smash the living crap out of the top two lines of the Leafs and the top lines of the of the lightning they're still so good like point kucherov stamkos my goodness right so yeah um that's all i can say what about timo might we get we we're missing the big fish drop here oh yeah no no there's a lot there's lots like yeah oh no no yeah like jack johnson going back to colorado you have uh ivan barbashev heading off to um the golden knights you have dadnov going to uh, Dallas, Nino Niederreiter going to Winnipeg. Uh, you know, you got Kraftsov going off to Vancouver. Uh, Kincaid. The, the, the Nino Niederreiter trade was nothing. Like, that was like they didn't – like, Winnipeg locked out on that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, second-round pick for an alternate captain, man. Yeah, and that's just because, well, then again, with, with what they got with Janot, they're like, yeah, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. We're good. Um so, but but Timo okay, Meyer, he, that was the big fish, right? Well, Timo Meyer was because you know he's if you're for play for people who are you know in their own little bubble for hockey, right? Like I, you already know this. I watch a ton of hockey. He's your power forward. Like when Meyer's dropped the gloves, I think it was about a month ago. He's tough. He's a good physical forward that can put a puck in the net, and that's exactly what New Jersey needed. And that's another thing you can't count out New Jersey. They've got such speed. Now, do I think if they go head to head with the Bruins, there's a you know, it's gonna to be tough? Well, hell yeah. Um, because again, you know, Tampa's got Vasilevsky, right? The Bruins got a good goal, big goaltending tandem and probably one of the best all around teams the the NHL seen in the past ten years. They're just so well rounded. Um so but then again, you know, we just know it. Like the the Carolina Hurricanes are so talented, right? My Montreal Canadiens did okay. Um, and this is what I love, you know, is Martin St. Louis' quote about getting Garyanov, right? Is that he did not want to hear anything from anybody regarding Garyanov. He wants two to three weeks to assess him himself, feel out the player, and then if he wants input, he'll get input on him. You know, he, he, guy's a dream, man. <laughs> love this guy. Love this guy, right? Doesn't want to have a biased opinion. He wants to see it for himself and establish a relationship with this player. Habs are in such good hands with him. Um, but yeah, Barbashev on over to the Golden Knights. 
the Golden Knights are that mystery team, right? They need a goalie. They should be they should be going after Jake Allen. Your Buffalo yeah. Sabres are still on the cusp. Like this is what's killing me right now. Unless they're going I know we're we're on the we're like what ninth seed, right? Last time I checked a day or two ago, we're ninth seed and we just need to push and there's still like what 24, 25 games left in the Sabres season. We can make the playoffs. Like we're not winning the Stanley Cup. Look at the way the East looks this year. But just to get into the finals and just get a just get a win. Or not the finals, but just right, to get in the playoffs. playoffs, just get a win. Just get a win. We're, the playoffs is great because then that takes that monkey off our back. But getting the win in, even if we go down in a five-game series, just get just get a win. Just, just prove get, that just you get can, in the playoffs. But yeah, so I just think, get in the playoffs and win a game. That's so now it. my now my opinion though has gone back on Buffalo. Don't 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 do anything until the off season right now. Get your goalie in the off season. Let because there's going to be a lot of transaction here because a lot of teams went all in. There's going to be a lot of good talent sitting out there. Buffalo is not going Buffalo's to be. Buffalo's been patient. We went after a piece we needed. We went after Stillman yep. off of Vancouver, and we we gave up Bloom. Uh, I don't think Bloom was going to sign in Buffalo. If if I maybe I'm screwing up players here, but if I if I'm remembering correctly, maybe it was Bloom that I don't think we had him under contract. And from rumblings I heard, there was a player or two that weren't probably going to sign in Buffalo. Uh, so why not move pieces that probably aren't going to sign anyways and put them to a place where they want to go um, and get pieces you need. And we needed we needed another uh, we needed another defender that we could pair up that could be that could be reliable and not make so many errors. Um, and Stillman is young. His contract isn't scary. He's only got, what, a year left after this year at what, one point three five, if I'm correct. Um, good young defender should fit in very well with the Buffalo Sabres roster. And if he doesn't. He's only got a year left, but I think I think he'll fit in quite well. I think he's ex- he's one of those pieces we needed. I'd still want uh, just a little bit more grit for Buffalo, just a little bit more. So um, I still think we if we get a goalie, we get a goalie. I just like like what you said. I don't think there's anything we have on the market that is going to be worth getting this year right now. Um, and I trust our trio to follow the hot hand, so to speak. Uh, Craig Anderson is definitely the most steady hand of the three. Uh, Uka Pekalukanen is hot and cold. And, uh, um, yeah, Eric Comrie uh, could be a good trade piece if somebody's looking for a really solid backup. Um, but I th- I think we need just a little bit more grit. If we're going to make a trade, it's not going to be a big, sexy trade. It's going to be like this one between Stillman and Bloom. We just need somebody that can scare the opponents off of knocking our players around. That's it. Somebody's not scared to go into corners. Just just a piece that's just a little bit more gritty than your average hockey player. And there's enough, like I said, like the Leafs have loaded up on bottom six. Like it's like, holy cow, like you're snagging every bottom six forward in the league right now. Um, so that's what I'm just saying with Buffalo. If you look at it, you're like, this is not the year to go all in. There's too many other powerhouse teams that have gone no. all the way in. This is yeah. not the year. Build it in the offseason. There's a lot of teams that are going to benefit this offseason about these moves and the and the roster space, right? And the cap. There's going to be teams that are going to really benefit from this. Um, so yeah, I think Buffalo picked up Stillman, and I still think we're at the bottom, if not second from the bottom, and cap. <laughs> like we could just pick. We just we're 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 such. I mean, what they're doing right now, I'm very happy with, and. We got a lot of space to sign really good, and we need to make the space because we need to get a couple guys under contract, including Darlene. Um, 
we need the space to sign the big guys we want to sign for the term we want. I hate anything long. I hate anything more than five years. I'm sorry. I don't care how good of a player is. I, that negotiation should be no more than five years. I don't like contracts that hook a team longer, like eight, nine, ten. No, fuck that. Set like five years max. That's just cut it there. Um, and also for you listeners, just so you're aware, because Steve may or may not know, I've got a breakaway for dinner shortly. Enjoy this yeah. podcast while I'm eating. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, like I said, going back to the deadline thing here. Um, now, like I said, going back to that Batman statement about the injured players, right? Yeah. Um, it just bothers me, you know, because, again, it's the it's the, it's the collective bargaining agreement, right? But it's such a joke that you adhere to a salary cap 82 games and all of a sudden it's out the window in the playoffs. So... You know, and again, like I remember it was, I think it was the Detroit Red Wings were complaining when another team did it. Or maybe it was Tampa Bay Lightning were complaining that, you know, when the Blackhawks did it, right? And It was actually Tampa that complained about Chicago doing it, yeah. Yeah. And then they did it. Yeah, and they did it. And then the next You can't beat them, join them, right? Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. And can you blame them too much? No, because there's a lot of teams that seem to be doing it this year. Um, So... Is it a joke? Yeah, it's an absolute joke because it does tarnish what you've been doing. Like the whole idea about the cap is to keep the teams competitive. And all of a sudden 100%. you throw that out during the playoffs. I'm like with the most crucial time of the year, it's a joke. So yeah, they can't tell me they can't come up with a hard cap for the playoffs. Like we don't care if you're $10 million over, you are you have to ice, you know, at the cap or just below the cap. And that'll make teams struggle to juggle the pieces. But that's what it should be. It should not be that hard. And, you know, it's still, like I said, like, I'll go back to when the Canadians lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. We could have used $15 million in players. Hell yeah, we could have, you know? Absolutely. That, that, I mean, that's, you know, again, that's almost what? That's three years ago almost now? That $15 million got you a really talented forward, right? And then got you a couple of really good role pieces that could have helped out. Um, so... You know, and that's and you could look at the other teams at Tampa beat there, too, would have helped them out. Oh, hell yeah. If you gave that kind of room to all the other teams there, then it would have dramatically helped out. So come on, NHL, fix this crap. The next CBA, just get rid of this. Make it cap compliant during the playoffs. It's not hard to make sense. And but now, like, I'm kind of laughing because I think they saw the same thing I was like. I was already watching going, well, so and so's on the IR for this team. So and so's on the IR for this team. They're not going to come back any. They're not going to come back anytime soon. Right now, they're going to wait to the playoffs. Like one of the ones I'm pointing out is Murray for the Leafs. He's not going to come back. He'll come back round one. They don't have the cap space for him. That's what's probably like. And if I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. I'll eat my words. But that's what I'm seeing right now. And he took a shot off the collarbone. Now, if he got a fracture, yeah, a collarbone takes a while to heal. You got to get back in shape. You know, um, start taking pucks in that area again. Make sure you're okay. But I don't think it was that long term of an injury. So like, and again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Matt Murray, I would would also severely apologize if something more severe happened, right? You know, but sitting back as a hockey fan, you can see why I'm cynical about this. It's not just the Leafs. Other teams are doing this too. Like I pointed out the Colorado Avalanche, you know, they're not doing it on purpose. Landis Scott had a legit bad knee injury, right? Probably played through a lot more than he should have last year to get his cup, but he got his cup. So I don't think he regrets one bit of it. Um, so, yeah, if we can fix those issues, I'll be a happy person. And then once we get back to, 
at the collective bargaining agreement, make make tax breaks for teams, right? So it's not that hard to do. Like you can figure out again, we've got <laughs> sure the league's got a few mathematicians under their payroll. Uh get it get it get it figured out, guys. You, you can do this. You can do this. So that I think uh, they could figure it out. I think with the next CBA, I think like you said right there, restrict Number one for me, I'd say well, that's a whole episode right there. But restrict contracts a maximum of five years. Get let allow the players to make way more. Like you can lift the space in terms of like not crazy more, but uh, allow a little bit more that players can make per year. But restrict how long those contracts can be for. But we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in the junior collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. Also, follow us on TikTok at Pigeon Hockey Podcast, on Twitter at PHH Official, or on Instagram at PHH Podcast to let us know what you think. This was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.